Welcome to the How to Stop Being Broke podcast, where the mission is to change your mindset about how you manage your finances so you can build a financial future that you can be proud of. My name is Bella Jones and I am your host. So relax, sit back, and let's jump into today's conversation. Hey, hey, hey. So we are back for another episode. And in today's episode, I want to talk to those of you in my audience who are currently in a relationship. I had the pleasure of being a guest speaker at a pre-marital boot camp earlier this year, 2021, and I put together a presentation to really focus on certain things couples should talk about before their big day. Right, and so it was an amazing conversation and I figured why not just carry over that conversation here to my podcast. Now, even though this particular presentation was specifically for people who are getting ready to walk down the aisle, I do think that the topics and subjects that I am going to cover really can be relevant for anyone in a relationship. Now, of course, more so a serious relationship, right? So if you're living together with someone, maybe marriage is in the future, or if you are already engaged, of course, this conversation is definitely for you. But even if you are already married, right, this topic can definitely be something that you can, or it can be relevant to your current situation. So let's jump right into it. Now, in this presentation that I did put together for this pre-marital bootcamp, the focus was really on what conversations and topics the couples should have before they walk down the aisle. Now, while of course we need to come together as a couple and have these conversations, my first point in this presentation was Each individual should really take some time to understand their own relationship with money. Taking some time to have some self-reflection is really going to be important because you need to understand where you are when it comes to your money and your finances in order to communicate with your spouse and have these conversations. So here are some things that I believe each individual should kind of really think about before having this conversation with their spouse. So the first thing is understand, are you naturally a spender or are you naturally a saver, right? Understanding where you are on the spectrum is really important because it is going to basically drive your habits, right? And how you spend money and how you think about money. So I am going to use myself as an example. So in my marriage, I am naturally a spender. I like nice things. I have in the past been very impulsive when it comes to spending money. So for me, I have had to grow in regards to my mindset and my habits to make things better for myself financially and us as a couple financially. And then my husband, he is naturally a saver. So we definitely do complement each other quite well. So that is one thing that's really important to understand because where you are on that spectrum 
whether you like to spend money, save money, or somewhere in between, is going to really be important when you do come together with your spouse to have these conversations about money. So the next thing I recommend for couples to think about or the individuals that are part of the couple to think about, do you have emotional triggers when it comes to money? And do you have baggage when it comes to money? Right now, these triggers and baggage can go as far back as coming from your childhood, things that you've dealt with um, growing up or in your early adult years. And so understanding what triggers you have or the baggage you have when it comes to money is really important because you are going to want your spouse to know these things about you so they can maybe help you deal with certain things and help you move past the certain pain points, whether it's baggage or triggers that you actually have, right? So for myself, for example, I, you know, my parents, we were middle class and we grew up, you know, we weren't rich, but you know, my parents did well for themselves. We grew up in a nice house in Long Island and they always did the best that they could to provide us with the things that we needed. But luxury items like, you know, a Nintendo or PlayStation wasn't really things that they were into. So for me, you know, when, once I started to make some quote unquote real money, once I started working in corporate America, I really wanted to indulge in the things that I felt that I didn't get growing up or things that I never could afford before, but I felt that I could quote unquote afford them now. And so for me, that that is, I guess you could say baggage, right? So the things that I felt that I missed out on in my childhood and in my earlier adult years, I felt that now that I've quote unquote made it, I can now indulge in myself and ultimately indulge in my children and give them the things that I felt that I didn't have growing up, right? So that is part of my emotional baggage. Now for me, I have emotional triggers. I love a nice pair of shoes. I love nice pocketbooks. And so when I see these things, even if I don't quote unquote really have the money, I'm gonna try and figure out how to find the money and make it work because I need it and I want it and I want it now, right? So for me, Knowing that I have these kind of triggers, I have to be very mindful of putting guardrails around myself to prevent me from having these impulses, right? And so by doing that over time, now I have less of those impulsive buys, especially when it comes to shoes and pocketbooks. So having that level of awareness is really important because then, you know, maybe you want to do what I have done and put certain guardrails around yourself. So one guardrail that I share quite often on my platforms is when I used to go to the mall, I don't do so as much now because COVID is real, right? I would deliberately not walk through the section of Macy's, for example, that has the shoes and pocketbooks. That entrance is a entrance I have been using for years. I literally can probably park in that parking lot with my eyes closed. That's how often I've parked in this particular section of the mall. And so because I know I have these triggers, I specifically no longer park in that section of the mall because I know that if I walk through that section with the bags and the shoes, I might get lost in there for hours and spend all kinds of money. So what I did was I would park by the food court because I don't really care about 
buying food at the food court. So walking through the food court isn't going to trigger any impulsive buys. So just having that level of awareness can really be important. So therefore you can share these triggers and the baggage that you have with your spouse. Now, the next thing that I believe that each individual within the couple should think about are what are your short-term and long-term goals, right? You want to think about this so when you do come together as a couple, you can really identify, do you have similar goals? Do you have different goals? And do we need to prioritize the goal so we can, as a couple, work on them together? So sitting down and just thinking about these three particular points is really going to make it a more productive conversation when you do sit down to talk to your spouse about money and finances. Now, once you are ready to come together as a couple to discuss your finances, I definitely want you to just keep in mind that this is going to be an ongoing conversation. It's not going to be a one-time, two-hour session and you never talk about it again. It is going to be an ongoing conversation. And when you do come together to talk about these things, here are some things I want you to keep in mind when you wanna have this talk with your spouse. So first thing is, it has to be a judgment-free zone, right? Whatever your spouse has had happened to them in the past when it comes to money, the mistakes that they've made, things that they've done, you really have to come from a place of no judgment, right? When it comes to money and finances, these are such sensitive topics. It requires you to be so vulnerable. And so when people have had mistakes in the past, it's embarrassing. So just keeping an open mind and just keeping it a judgment-free conversation is really going to make it a very productive conversation. Now, while it is important to not judge your spouse as they start to share things about their finances, it is equally important to be transparent. Letting your spouse know about what you have going on is really important. So whether it is that you have bad credit, you have a lot of debt, whatever it is that you have going on, letting them know where you are is really going to be important. So that requires a certain level of vulnerability. And the only way to really make that work is making sure it is a safe space to share. Now, the last thing I wanna talk about is you should not have these conversations when you are emotional and when you are angry because you may say things that you do not mean and things can go left really, really quickly. So making it a neutral time to talk about this is really important. So if you feel like you are getting angry as you're having this conversation, it is a good time to pause, walk away, and reconvene once the emotions aren't so high. So now we're going to jump into what topics should you really go over as a couple. So one of the big hot topics you should talk about is where are you in your credit journey, right? What are your credit scores? How much debt do you have? Are you on this journey of already working to improve your credit scores if you have bad credit? 
right? And what is the ultimate goal? Are you trying to buy a house? Are you looking to um, buy rental property, right? What are the goals when it comes to your overall credit? Because as a couple, even though your credit reports are separate, right? One does not really impact the other unless you are co-signers together on something. It is important for everyone to understand where we are as a couple so we can understand if those goals of becoming a homeowner or investing in other real estate property is going to be realistic or if we need to put a game plan together to figure out when we can make these goals and dreams a reality. So as you know, I went through my own credit repair journey from 2014 to 2016. And while I was not married at the time, my current husband and I, we were dating. And so he knew that I was on this journey to fix my credit. And so that two and a half year time period was a very long wait, it felt like, but it was amazing once we were able to purchase a home. So you definitely want to have this conversation about your credit as soon as possible. Now, the next thing you do want to talk about is what assets do you own, right? Do you own real estate? Do you have 401ks, 403bs, IRAs? What bank accounts do you have? Do you own businesses? And more importantly, do you have life insurance, right? These are things that are really, really important to talk about. So everyone kind of knows what's going on. Now, when it comes to assets, of course, some people might want to be more private about that until we are at that point where we are about to get married. So if you are dating someone right now and marriage is not really on the table, I would not recommend having this deep conversation about your assets because that is personal, right? And so you may want to wait until your relationship does go to that next step where marriage is on the table, or you might wanna wait until you are actually engaged. Of course, you want to do what's best for you, but you can be a little more private if you are in that space where you are just dating and marriage isn't quite where you are headed at this point in time. Now, when it does come to your assets, what's really important about this conversation is understanding who are the beneficiaries of these assets, right? So this is why it is really important to review your beneficiaries on a regular basis because if you are at that place where you are about to get married or you are recently married, you really want to make sure that your current spouse is listed as a beneficiary on some or all of these assets. So I'll use myself as an example. So once I got married, I had to update my life insurance. So now my children from my first marriage and my husband are listed as beneficiaries. I have allocated um, the life insurance policy, for example, based upon what I believe makes the most sense based upon where we are today. Now, of course, as time goes on, we'll sit down, meaning my husband and I will review how things are allocated, but it is important to make these updates right to your assets, especially once you do actually get married. So therefore your spouse 
will have access to these assets in the event you were to pass away, for example. So you really want to make sure you've sat down and reviewed this information. Now this goes for all of your assets. As I mentioned, your 401ks, your 403bs, your IRAs, your bank accounts, investment accounts, life insurance, right? Really making sure you've taken that time to review those beneficiaries is really going to be important. And even if you want to list co-beneficiaries, having that conversation with your spouse as well is equally important. Now, the next topic you should have as a couple is how are the finances going to be managed, right? So you each have currently your individual bills, right? And then you are going to have household bills as a couple, right? So are you going to have a joint bank account where all the money goes in this one account and all the bills are paid out of this account? Or maybe you'll have one joint account to pay the household bills and then each person will have their own account to pay their individual bills. So having that conversation is really important because you want to, it's important to know how the finances are going to be managed within the household. So I do hope that you take these topics and use these suggestions in your own conversations with your spouse. You know, as I mentioned, this is going to be an ongoing conversation, right? So you do want to make sure you are talking frequently about the goals in regards to where are you in reaching these goals. And as you hit certain goals and milestones, what is the next step when it comes to your finances. And it is really, really important to make sure you are curating a safe space to have these conversations. So as I mentioned earlier on in this episode, make it a judgment-free space. You want your spouse to feel comfortable to talk to you about certain things. You also want to be as transparent as you can with your spouse, right? So therefore, by you sharing, they feel comfortable in sharing as well. And also making sure you are not having these conversations when you are overly emotional or when you are angry. So I want to thank you so much for stopping by and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Stop Being Broke podcast. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to future conversations like the one we have today, make sure to subscribe because it is time for you to stop being broke and create a financial future you can be proud of.